gonna be okay. Lizzie. Oh, it's not. Oh, God, it's not. Listen to me. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with me. Lizzie, I know. That's why we need to get you help. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> What's happening? Oh my God. What's happening? I don't know. Oh my God. What is it? I don't know. What? What the fuck? Look at you, How's it going, Joe? I'm swell. We're back on this fine evening. Yeah. Ready to talk it up about... Do we tell them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll find out. Yeah. The perfection! Yes. Yeah. It's um, very timely, mm-hmm. so I thought this would be a good one to do. Um, and I watched it, told you about it, and then here we are now to discuss. Yeah, definitely an interesting uh, movie. Definitely one that... I wouldn't say it is 100% completely just a horror movie. It's a little bit thriller. It's a little bit mystery. It's a lot of Um, things. I think it's a good movie to do after audition also. There's some overlap there with themes and imagery and and issues. Yeah, um, but um, we're going to review The Perfection this evening. Um, And in The Perfection, there is a scene... I think it's probably the scariest scene in the movie that takes place uh, in a vehicle. Yeah, so, yeah the bus scene. Um, we are going to do a list of our favorite scary or horror scenes that take place in a vehicle. Vehicle, um, train, any kind of like mode of transportation. Yes. Um, yeah, so that kind of gives us a lot to work with I yeah think. and again as you know as is always the case but if you're new to the podcast if you have not seen the perfection the episode this episode is going to be filled with spoilers and the perfection is particularly i think a movie that benefits from knowing absolutely nothing going in yeah yeah um, so if you haven't seen it yet warning warning turn yeah. back now um but yeah it's best to listen to this after having seen it but before we get into our debate and our movie review and everything else joe what are you drinking this evening? Uh, tonight I have a Commonwealth Cider. It's the Gregarious Ginger Blend, which I love. So it's got this nice spicy ginger aftertaste. It's not sweet. Um, I may have had it before, actually, on this podcast. Yeah. Um, brewed locally in Kensington. So shout out to the local uh, cideries? 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 C- Cider yeah. makers? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, it's delicious. So what do you got there? Nice. I am having a... A glass of bullet, or I'm sorry, a glass of bourbon on the rocks uh, by High West. Did High you West want whiskey. It, did you want it to be Bullet? Is that a brand? <laughs> That's a brand, right? Uh, yes, it okay. is a brand. It's it's also uh, probably a, a Freudian slip, but no, it is. Uh, mm. It's really good. I if I've had it before, I don't remember. So, okay. uh, but it is High West whiskey, American Prairie bourbon, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. I am drinking it with a little too much ice for anybody that knows anything about whiskey, but the right mm. amount for me. You know what I'm a sucker for? I realize when I'm shopping. 
shopping. What are you a sucker for, Frank? <laughs> when I'm shopping for bourbon, if the bottle has some sort of like hand numbering or like batch number of anything like that, even if it's not an expensive whiskey, which this one isn't, I think I paid 40 bucks for it. It had like the batch number or hand numbering. I was like, ooh, I'm going to try that. Sounds okay. Good. Okay, um, that is a completely foreign concept. <laughs> I actually just zoned out. I have no idea what you're talking about. But anywho, you do you. Um, um, so, do you have any news that you want to? Yeah, chat I got about? a couple things. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not exactly sure when we're going to get this episode out, so it'll probably be right before or right after June 5th. But we're getting three episodes of Black Mirror. This oh summer. my gosh, that was a thing I was going <laughs> to talk about. We're on the same page. Yeah. So um, only three episodes this season, which yeah. is unfortunate, but I think they spent a lot of time and energy and money into doing that choose your own adventure style one. Which I didn't, which was okay. Yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, so it comes back to, like you said, June 5th. Miley Cyrus is going to be in an episode. I saw that. Um, along with Topher Grace from that 70s show. Wow. Remember him? So yes. we've got some interesting uh, casting choices. I'm, of course, really pumped because I love Black Mirror overall. Yeah. There's always, you know, like one or two that are sort of whatever. But overall, though, it's a really solid, well-done show. Yeah. Um, it's creepy. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, a couple other things. Uh, the Child's Play remake is officially R-rated, which, thank God, I didn't realize that was at risk. Because you know a PG-13 horror movie ain't going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, that would be a good list sometime to think of the the best PG-13 horror movies, because there's so few that are actually good. Yeah, to note to selves. Yes, uh, th- that one comes out June 21st of this year. Um, the Lighthouse, which is the follow-up by Robert Eggers to his first film, The Witch, which if you haven't seen The Witch, yeah. go see it. It's very scary. Um, it came out at Cannes and apparently killed. So yeah. I, there was a lot of hype. Uh, you know, Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson in it. and Chloe you know, Grace Moretz. Is she in it? No. Okay. <laughs> Just had to throw her um, in there. Hey, uh, Chloe. <laughs> how you doing? Um, but, you know, it's got his first set of very judgmental eyeballs, and they're very oh, impressed. So hopefully okay. good. Quiet Place 2, the release date for that got moved up a little bit. So that's going to be coming out March 15th of next year. Excellent. Pretty far off. Sign I know. Me up. Yeah, seriously. Um, Midsomar, there's another trailer for that out. And apparently it supports my, um, you know, the, the suspicion or the feeling I had that the movie is going to take place largely in broad daylight. Okay. But I wouldn't really know what's in the trailer because I refuse to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to see the movie. I don't need any more details don't about Midsommar. want to go in knowing too much. I think yeah. that's probably the best way to go about it. Kind of like the perfection like we talked about. Better yeah. to know less. Yeah. Um, randomly, apparently, there's going to be a reimagining or a spinoff or maybe another sequel in the series of the Saw movies that's being done by Chris Rock. I read about that. <laughs> Which, He's going to be part of the whole, yeah, yeah. I think like writing it so or working behind the scenes. It's unclear because it sounds like it does have other writers attached to it, but it's based on a story that's conceived by Chris Rock. No yeah. word on if he's going to star in it, but okay. I think we've <laughs> seen some success stories lately with people we think more so as comedians or in the comedy world mm-hmm. kind of transferring over their skill set to horror and it yeah. working out really well. So. Bring it on. I yeah. mean, I'm kind of oversaw, but maybe he'll yeah, do something I would probably and go uh, see a Chris Rock song. There's definitely a curiosity there now, which, yeah, uh, yeah it could pay off. Um, oh, and the last kind of piece of horror news that I have uh, is apparently Jason Reitman, who's doing the new Ghostbusters, uh, I guess Ghostbusters 3. Okay. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's gotten his hands on the script and is 
he thinks it's very good. He's really happy with what it, what it, uh, you know, what he's doing with it. He says it's even kind of scary. Um, so okay. that's coming out next summer, July 10th, 2020. Um, and also Bill Murray has said a very like artfully worded interview quote. Murray has said that he would appear in it if asked. So okay. I think it's almost a guarantee that if they're making another Ghostbusters, that Bill Murray will be in it. Yeah. Uh, he has said that he would be in it, I guess kind of sight unseen, huh. but no word on, um, you know, if he, he's not like formally on it, but yeah. take that for what it's we'll worth. See what I'm just really excited about Ghostbusters. You that's, seem like that's it. What yeah. it is. So it's not the whiskey talking right now. That is <laughs> no. just pure. I, I haven't had enough. The more whiskey, the more I love Ghostbusters. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into the list. Yes. So we're going to talk about scariest scenes involving you know vehicles or some kind of mode of transportation. What's your first one? Yeah, I before we jump into it, yeah. I I set a little goal for myself here okay. for all three of my picks. Now that obviously this might change if you pick any of them, yeah. but for all three of my picks, I tried to have them be in three different kinds of vehicles. Okay. Um, so for my first one, I did uh, it's an airplane mm-hmm. um, in the Twilight Zone movie from. 1983, one of the vignettes. I think oh. basically the the 1983 movie is kind of like four episodes of Twilight Zone, and one yeah. of them is an, an episode that I believe was an original episode and has been remade in this new iteration of Twilight Zone called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, yeah. where John Lithgow is having a panic attack on the plane, and then he sits in his seat and he looks out the window, and there's like some creature like tearing apart the engine, and he loses his mind, and he has a total total meltdown on the plane, and it's uh, it's pretty scary. Yeah. So that that was my first one. What the about Simpsons you? Simpsons did a parody of that. Oh, really? I think it was the one I'm thinking of is a bus where Bart's on a bus and he's sees this creature tearing up the bus and yeah oh, okay. but it's definitely a play on that um again that's where i learned everything <laughs> you, i know you probably have as many horror references from watching simpsons as you do from actually watching horror movies. right and then i think the simpsons for in my warped sense is like the original version and what you're talking about like the actual movie is like not so yeah it's all yeah. kind of confusing in my head um my first one I'm going to talk about this movie once again urban legend the Which... opening scene the opening the guy scene. in the back seat okay yeah i remember the the hanging scene with the car uh what later in the movie oh, then yeah. she hangs somebody off the bumper there and are she a few doesn't car realize. scenes so my list scene is the first opening scene where the driver is in the car she's en route she stops off at a gas station and this creepy gas attendant is pretty much trying to warn her that there's someone in the back seat but uh-huh. it, the message doesn't come across right because he tries to lock her in the gas station that's not the way you go about it so she escapes goes back in her car and there really is someone hiding in the back seat with an axe and that's an urban legend to always check the back seat so actually after seeing that i was so young when i saw it but i still will like look in the back seat now because of that movie this this movie really i didn't realize like this and valentine really have their hooks yeah. in you as like the a, urban legend really stuck with me go so back, go back and yeah. watch it and go speak, back and watch it see if you still love <laughs> oh, it oh it'll hold up it's actually sitting in my um tv uh uh, I can literally. I can't see think it. of the word. I think it's under Harold and Kumar, maybe. <laughs> yes. The Euro trip. It's, it's clearly uh, organized by genre. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, for my second, uh, my second pick is my car movie. I don't really want to talk about the specifics of this on the off chance that people haven't seen this movie, but the car scene in Hereditary. Mm. It is. Uh, mm. I mean, it is really scary, really intense. It's a major. 
like, I think of like that scene in the movie is like, do you ever do you ever go skiing and like go on a black diamond? And my being, first time, <laughs> my first time skiing, uh, yeah. I went down a black diamond. And like the first few like feet, you're like, this is okay, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden. Boom! O-M-G, straight down. Yeah. The car scene in Hereditary is that straight down off a cliff. So one called for unexpected, shocking. Yeah. What? Yeah. What just happened? Yeah. Because the okay. movie, the movie is kind of a slow build until that point, yeah. and then we are rolling. So go see Hereditary if you haven't seen it. Yeah. What um, do you have for a second? I'm sticking with uh, cars, but this one um, is instead of just uh, one car, it's multiple. So it's Final Destination Two. I the, have this in my honorable mentions. The <laughs> epic highway crash scene with the trucks and the, the cars. Logs. And it's just so well kind of scripted and orchestrated. And it's freaky. I yeah. mean, it, they really, I think, do a good job at just creating this frightful car crash. Like and, we've talked about before, I'm pretty sure anybody that has seen this movie... Uh, that the the whole fear of logs on the highway. Oh, yeah, uh, I think I, I've actually mentioned this, but yeah. that's another yeah, we've thing talked that stuck about with me before. when I drive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I realize I my driving is really affected by <laughs> horror movies I've seen in like the early not or like nineties, early two thousands. So yeah, yeah, I won't ride behind, or if I am, I will pass a car that's carrying logs yeah. or even something similar, like long shards of mm-hmm. metal or like any like construction trucks. Like yeah. nope, I am. Passing, and if I can't, I will turn off and just yeah. like go a different way. I Not was uh, I, before before I headed over here. I was trying to steal ideas from Lauren. I was like, Lauren, can you think of a of a scene, a horror movie scene, yeah. that takes place in a vehicle, one that's like really that sticks out to you? Yeah. This is the first thing she said. She's like, wasn't well, there a Final Destination with the, a crazy crash with lumber? And I was like, oh yeah, it was that is epic. that is yeah. on my list. What's your next one? Uh, my third one, uh, which does not come from a horror movie, admittedly, okay. um, but it's a boat. Because I thought... Oh my gosh, are you going to say what I think you're going to say? The tunnel scene in Willy Wonka? (laughs) No, I thought you were going to say Titanic. (laughs) No. Do you know how Um, that one ends? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because all the other... It's trippy. Yeah. It's it's, real trippy. And and especially for people our age, and I guess older, like we saw Willy Wonka as kids, but, you know, not our parents' age, but folks a little older than us probably remember this very fun, whimsical movie that gets very scary for about five minutes minutes when they go through this tunnel yeah, and, he's, and there's like, he's, he's like chanting and right. the colors all are psychedelic like, like the movie does have dark undertones and themes and whatnot but that was the one part of the movie though where like it really does become dark just like on screen visually like yeah. the underlying messages are kind of you know mm-hmm. adult like and yeah. he's clearly he's sir, Willy Wonka is clearly off but that is definitely the first scene where you're like ooh is he dangerous and being like, like is, is this he... supposed to be a kids movie yeah. like what is happening <laughs> they, don't, they just don't make kids movies yeah. like they used to with yeah. like genuinely shocking scenes in the middle of it <laughs> um, what's, your, what's your third one so it's funny you said the word hook before because the other one I want to mention, not so much because it's a scary scene, but one that I just find kind of iconic and memorable uh-huh. is I know what you did last summer. Oh my god! When they're in the car and they and they run over the guy and oh, he comes yeah. back after them with the hook. That's oh, how the whole movie starts. I, that is true. So they run over this guy and they dump his body in mm. the water and then Ryan Felipe supposed- drops the booze in the, in the most reckless way to teenage drunk drive yes. on the edge of a cliff. Out the top of the sunroof, drinking reckless, reckless, and yeah. you know it, it, it comes back to them with mm-hmm. the guy and the hook. So, anywho, um, the car scene is so infamous and yeah. necessary because it sets off the events of the movie. You know what's funny? When I was thinking about this and I was trying to pick a car scene, I thought of "I Know What You Did Last Summer," 
but not <gasps> the first scene. <gasps> the trunk. The one. In Sorry, the, I just gave it away. The one in the cop car. Oh my gosh! There's when so Sarah many... Michelle Geller, it's Sarah Michelle Geller, right? Yeah. That gets trapped in the cop car. That one. That's actually a pretty scary scene. Yeah, that's, that's like legit scary. I would say that is up there with the, my the scariest scene in that movie. With and we've talked about this before. The scene in the dress shop with the, all the oh figures have the gosh, tarps over them. Yeah. That's like when she can't get out of the cop car and and he's coming in. Like that is one of the she had a rough scary day. That was all one continuous scene, by the way. Like no yeah. joke. Like she starts up in the car and then uh-huh. goes to the dress shop. Like that's a all one series of continuous events. Um, there's also the car scene where Jennifer Love Hewitt's character opens up the trunk and there's a guy in there with crabs. Remember? It's like yep. live crabs mm-hmm. crawling all over. Yep, that was yep, kind of yep. shocking. Bunch of cars and I don't eat it last Yeah. Summer. Okay. Another note to self. I actually should write notes down. I think we should do it. I know what you did last summer episode. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. We should revisit. That movie's not going to hold up. <laughs> that will, I can already tell. I it promise you it will hold up better than Valentine. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. We really set the bar low. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, um, so that was my three. Did you do three? We yeah. did three. I do have a couple honorable mentions All I right. have to mention. Yeah, list them out. Uh, the, the first honorable mention has got to be the chase scene in Hocus Pocus in the SUV. <laughs> yeah, I just love that scene. It was one of I the like where this list is going. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. This and is not then, what I expected. And then a must mention for the Horror on the Rocks podcast in the Carrie remake from 2013, when she thro- when she lifts oh the bad guy's car to the air and throws it into the gas station. Yeah. Wait, who plays Carrie in that? Oh, is it um Chloe Grace Moretz? <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad attempt at a siren sound, by the way. That Shout was out, Chloe. Chloe. Please come on the show. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of when we were talking about all the remakes she's been in? Suspiria is the other one yeah. she's in. Which, by the way, is on she's Amazon She's in it so Prime. briefly. Yeah, because she plays the uh, like the opening scene, mm-hmm. I think, victim. Um, honorable mentions for me, never saw it, but there is a movie called The Midnight Meat Train starring You've not seen Midnight Oscar Meat Train? nominee Bradley Cooper yeah. about this serial killer that travels on a train. I guess a subway overnight. I've seen Midnight Meat Train, you and would. by scene, I mean I uh, hung overly, like started it yeah. on like a rainy day. I fell asleep halfway through. Wow. But yeah, the premise is, and I'm pretty sure it's, God, I can't remember his name, the actor, British actor that was a pro soccer player. Player. He was in Lockstock. He was in Eurotrip. Uh, he was in <laughs> I think Euro it's Vinny. I want to say Vinny Jones. Something like that. Uh, that could be a correction for next time if I got that right. Basically, there's a guy. There, there's like a rogue New York subway train, which is only believable in a city like New York where like the labyrinth yeah. of subway trains are. There. Could you imagine if like the Broad Street Line in Philly, one of one of Philly's two subway lines had a meat train on it? But yeah, it's a guy that's just killing people on a train. Um, yeah. It not a good like, movie. Um, Don't I, know. Maybe like, I feel like you see movies like that, guys like Bradley Cooper in them, after they've already found success, and you're right. like, who did you owe money to that got you into mid night meat train you gotta start somewhere yeah um another honorable mention is snakes in a plane yeah i thought about <laughs> but you already that. did the plane thing yeah um I, I i thought about snakes on a plane the other one i thought about was there's a i don't know if i've ever seen it all the way through there's a movie called ghost ship mm. yeah. yeah there is actually that's right um another one that has like Actually, two movies that have scary scenes with a bridge are uh, Mothman Prophecies. You ever mm-hmm. see that one? Been a while since I've seen and that one. And then The fun. No, sorry. Final Destination 5, I think is what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. But another messed up crazy bridge scene where this bus just plummets and everyone... But anyway. Yeah. All right. We had a lot to work with on yeah. that list. So, I don't know. I feel like that was a pretty good list. I didn't. No, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was great. Okay. So, Frank, let's, let's get into talk it. about the perfection. Which, I again, 
yeah, so, is a movie Joe saw first. Yeah. And I loved it. Really? I really, really enjoyed I it. I mean, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was... Well, I want to compare it to some of Netflix's other original content later. I thought it was good. Um, it is... <laughs> I don't want to say it's like Audition because it's very different from Audition. No, but but it is kind of like... You go through major changes about how you feel about the characters. Yeah, there's some similarities with so in that sense, yeah, and also I think with just some of the similar similar themes that you see with an audition, you see with this movie too, mm-hmm. about you know victims getting revenge and um, and also amputated <laughs> uh, body yep. parts. And we have stuff. amputation. So, we have... Um, but yeah, so I knew about this movie because I saw the trailer, and that's what I think I want to start off with is the marketing of this movie. I thought was really well done because if you see the main trailer, you think Allison Williams, you know, from Girls and from Get Out. You just kind of see her in this trailer as sort of this villain. It sort of looks like a Black Swan esque movie, mm-hmm. and there's this scene in the trailer where. Um, Allison Williams' character Charlotte and Lizzie are kind of out in the outdoors and something's going on with Lizzie and Allison Williams is like, well, you know what you have to do, right? And then she like whips out this hatchet. So I think just seeing that in the trailer and not knowing much more, it's like, oh, she plays this deranged villain, kind of like maybe her character in Get Out. So going into the movie, that's all I kind of really knew. And I think as the movie, which we'll get into later, proceeds and, and carries on, you see there's so much more than then more than just what is presented. And that's why I think the marketing was really tight and smart because you go in just thinking one thing and then the movie just explodes and unravels and becomes so much greater. It's very interesting that you say that because after you after you were like, hey, have you seen The Perfection? I was like, I haven't even heard of it. It's like, Allison Williams in it, it's pretty good. Um, I'm, you know, doing my normal perusing of the internet and I find myself dodging articles that are about spoilers, like the, the end of perfection explained or, or, you know, whatever. And then I saw an article, I think it was on bloody disgusting who I have to shout out because they have a great website. The guy that runs the site, if you ever hear this podcast, we would love to be one of your bloody disgusting podcasts and be on your platform. Or maybe he'd want to be on our platform. (laughs) Uh, he's got a slightly larger platform. Don't do. underestimate us. We had a hundred and how many listeners of our last 104. episode? hundred and four. Yeah, that's a hundred and three more than we usually is, have. <laughs> no. no, that's not true. Uh, we, you know, we have, we really spiked recently and I was going to do this at the end, but. It's okay. It's our podcast. If, we'll go in any order that we want. <laughs> if you are a repeat listener of our podcast, thank you. Like thank when you, Joe and you. I decided to do this because we like to drink and talk about horror movies and the yeah. fact that dozens over a hundred people listen is yeah. really awesome. So we, Unless... hey, let's, let's give it up for the, uh, the best, the best listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and a little snap action. Unless it though, it's the same like four or five people. Just downloading it. Don't over care. Over and in, over. For my, like, my pride. All we care about are numbers. Is that number. Yeah. <laughs> it might just be like Mike and Lauren it are very well just be. like streaming it 24 hours. Yep. Um, anyway. So, where the hell were we? So, you said you were looking up uh, articles yes. and so avoiding spoilers. Yes. So, I end up hitting an article on Bloody Disgusting that's like the 10 best movies to see knowing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I opened it up, and it's it's kind of like what we do. They, they were making a list because. 
because like the perfection is out and you would be best served by now knowing absolutely nothing by perfection. True so that. I thought it was going to be something totally different, Joe. Because I watched the beginning of the movie, and for the whole first act, she she seems like a a good girl, but I mean like a good guy. He like she seems like the uh, oh so not you didn't a know, villain. You didn't know that was coming. No. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So l- we'll talk about what I thought was happening. Funny how that get... information can shape huge. how you go into seeing the movie. Huge. Absolutely huge. But yeah. let's let's run it back. Let's head back to the yeah. beginning. Movie opens up with our. I don't know if she's a protagonist or an antagonist, but yeah. I guess protagonist, uh, played by Allison Williams. Her name is Charlotte. Charlotte Wilmore, and it's a really graphic first scene because she's just staring at a dead woman in a bed. Yeah, did this you lady think, is dead. And, you're, and I'm like, oh god, that's did okay. You think she had maybe it is a horror. Did you think she had something to do with it? And I'm not sure she didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure she didn't. But anyway, right. she. We see the scene. We see uh, the dead woman in bed, and we hear kind of like Allison Williams awkwardly recording a voicemail over and over again, um, and, and it says she's going to Shanghai. And you're kind of like, what is going on? Yeah, old woman dies, and you go to Shanghai. So the voicemail is for this guy Anton, who was her former instructor. So Allison Williams's character Charlotte was this musical prodigy. She's this really um, talented cellist player, plays yes. the cello, and she had to leave this institution, this academy called the Back Off Academy, uh-huh. headed by Anton. Anton, and she had to leave to take care of her sickly mom, who is the dead woman in the opening scene. So she left and was then sort of since replaced by this other up-and-comer slash very established, talented cellist named Lizzie, yes. who's played by Logan Browning. Um, so like you said, so uh, Charlotte's leaving voicemails. I guess there's this competition going on in yeah. Shanghai. So e- Either way, she ends up in Shanghai at this opera event, which is hosted by Anton. Didn't he look so familiar? Do you know why? Do you remember the show Wings? Uh, about like a I bunch of pilots it. slash aviation people that work in a small airport. He was on wings. That's uh, where I recognized okay. it from. But anyway, he makes this big speech about how uh, they've had this competition and they're you know from all over the world to bring a new cellist into yeah. celloist or cellist. I believe it's cellist. Cellist. But I should probably confirm that before we continue. No, let's say cellist the whole time. So if it's wrong, we'll correct it. In that, I kind of like celloist because it just makes me hear cello makes more and then sense. I get a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> a celloist. So, um, you know, either way, we end up at the Shanghai Opera House, I believe, and Anton is talking about the Back Off Academy and 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 this like how, prestigious academy that can like make you. And we're having this talented. new. We're having a competition to bring in a new cellist, and uh, our big surprise. One of our judges is this is Anton speaking. My my latest prodigy, uh, Elizabeth Wells, who's who's uh, the the kind of new person Joe talked about. Oh, and by the way, huge surprise for all of you. Charlotte Wilmore is here. And she's like, oh my God. And Charlotte Wilmore is going to be a judge too. So yeah. immediately you get into this scene where there's these young cellists playing and uh, it's Allison Williams as Charlotte Wilmore and uh, Elizabeth Wells, who they just call Lizzie the whole movie. Yeah. And they're judging. And they agree right off the jump that this one particular girl with this particularly like 
poverty-stricken story. She's going to be the winner. But then they look over at the parents of the kids who are, like, flirting with each other. Yes. And are so. even, like, like the one guy's wife is with the other guy, uh, you know, rubbing his uh, above the pants. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they see this all in full plain view. Yeah. And it made me think, I mean, they weren't exactly hiding, the two parents. Yeah. So if these two characters are seeing it, I don't know how no one else may notice. I guess everyone is focused on the <laughs> these, kids, but still, like, it's pretty, they're not hiding behind a wall or anything. <laughs> like, if you think about it, it's kind of wild, right? Giant room of people watching, like, yeah. world-class music. And then off in the corner are are two parents of separate families, uh, like, <laughs> like physically uh, arousing yeah. each oh, other yeah. and, in, uh, as they watch their children. Fairly out in the open. Yeah, so but the thing we get out of that is that Lizzie turns to uh, Charlotte and is like, is basically telling her how much it's turning her on. Yeah. So we get it real, real quick that Lizzie is into Charlotte. And yeah, so that's when I agree, you get that first sort of connection between the two of them. And then um, they, after the competition, they go and make plans to go out that night. But before they actually go out, this guy in the lobby just starts like vomiting up this like yellow. He gets, he gets a nosebleed. And then he pukes like very bright yellow, very bright yellow vomit, and there's this chatter about some kind of um, like virus spreading in the air, I believe. It's, and it, it's happened south of us in another part and of the Lizzie's country. And Lizzie's like, we were actually just, and Lizzie's talking about her and Anton, who were in Shanghai before Charlotte got there. It's like we were just in wherever we were talking about, it. and she goes, "Oh, I'm sure you're fine." At which point, I was like, "Yes, this is gonna be a mass sickness movie. I love these." So that was <laughs> that was surprise number one, or like, whoa, what's happening? Number one. I'm thinking, okay, this is like an infection sickness movie. Love it. But, Love these in all their forms. But then as the night progresses with Lizzie and Charlotte going out and they yeah. end up having so very Lizzie broke- and Charlotte are forced to like play a song together by Anton for, for everybody that's there. And then they immediately get hot and heavy afterward. They go out drinking. They end up hooking up. Right. And they, so now they're I'm very thinking, into each other. Now I'm thinking this is kind of Black Swan-like. Like, is mm-hmm. this now like sort of a psychosexual thriller like what is happening here so i kind of from the get-go enjoy these different elements for sure but um again i went into the movie knowing that there was something up with allison williams's character charlotte so that's why i'm thinking okay yeah what is she plotting and my initial thing is that she's jealous of lizzie so she's gonna try to take her down but me i'm like but you thought she was just like a sweet kind of no ulterior motives well i thought it was going to be I thought it well. Anton's weird from the get go. Did so you I have vibes kind of, about him? Yeah, I mean he's yeah. super intense. Is that weird? Um, I kind of like. I was like, he seems a little off, but nothing really struck me. I guess my mind kept thinking, um, Charlotte's the vi- the villain here. Like Charlotte's the yeah. one to focus. On. I picked up a lot more on they have the they have that kind of initial dialogue when they're talking about what big fans they are of each other. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, your music's so amazing. It, it's more than beautiful. And then Lizzie goes, I, first time I saw you when I was nine. Like they, they're very kind of yeah. fangirling over each other. And then they have this kind of conversation where she's like, what's expected of you? Like we know what's expected of uh-huh. us. So I got the vibe that like obviously Anton runs the shit. Like wherever the expectations come from, they come from Anton. Right. So I. I was more thinking, oh, this is going to be about two people that should have been nemesises 
nemesis 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 yeah. uh, that should have been enemies that in in kind of a traditional storytelling yeah. sense end up getting together but they end up in this catastrophe of yellow barf like yeah. that's what I thought the movie was going to be about which is not that's the blockbuster description <laughs> like, <laughs> a like Frank, of yellow Frank's barf. version yeah I'm yeah so they wake up the next morning Post-coitus. Yes. Uh, Your vocabulary is on point right now. You're just like <laughs> dishing out all these Shout out High words, West. Making, we'll, making up words. We'll give you a nice little buzz and expand your vocabulary. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's the next morning and Lizzie's feeling real rough from a night of drinking because she's so disciplined with what she does. She doesn't she really doesn't ever drink or go drink. out. Yeah. But she has some free time. So she's booked tickets to go explore. Um, it, they're in Shanghai right now, but I guess they're kind of going on the outskirts into more rural areas, explore the country and whatnot. So Charlotte agrees to go, but Lizzie's like, hey, you know, like, I'm feeling kind of sickly. So Charlotte takes it upon herself to give Lizzie what we think are just some, like, Advil. Yeah, um, Advil and a little, like, um, you know, airplane bottle. Yeah. A little hair of the dog. So um, Lizzie pops, you know, maybe a, a pill or two, and yeah. then um, they proceed to go on to catch the bus, but Lizzie's feeling really rough, not feeling so hot. Um, but she's like, you know what, this is my vacation. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm committed to this trip. So we're going, um, and, uh, they're on the bus. And this is where I think is one of the, the scariest scenes is, yeah. is on the bus. So it's very clear when they get on the bus, it's by how many times Allison Williams is like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you're feeling okay? Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> we have to mention real quick before they get on the bus, they go out to get a bite to eat and she gets the most disgusting looking like Asian street food you can imagine. Like it looks like maybe some some seafood in like a kind of even whiter oatmeal consistency. It's, it's a very unappetizing yeah. dish, um, which doesn't help her. I no, guess, doesn't <laughs> at settle all. her stomach. Yeah. So they get on the bus, and it is the shittiest bus in Asia. I'm convinced. Like somebody gets know. on with like wildlife. Like it is the the bus driver is crusty. They sit all in the back, and she is. She's in a real bad way. Like, it's very clear she's going to get sick on this bus at this point. So She takes four more pills. Well, it's an interesting Williams. plot point. So as they're, like, walking down the aisle to get their seat, Charlotte, um, like, smacks at Lizzie's hood and is like, oh, that was a bug. Sorry. And then they, like, sit down. And then, yeah, Lizzie's feeling real rough. So... And this is really why, like, the, our conversation about vehicles or modes of transportation this is merited. It's really long because they get on the bus and she's feeling worse and worse and worse. And Alison Williams, just... like, playing with a girl in another seat. And she's like, my brain feels like it's on fire. Like, this is really she's bad. She's like, I think I'm dying. Yeah. Like, she's, like, like falling apart from the inside. And out. everybody on the bus doesn't speak English. So she's yelling. Like, like, it guy. gets to a point and she's like, she's like, we got to get off this bus. I have to go to the bathroom. So she's yelling at the entire bus like stop we need to stop this bus bus drivers paying her no mind and they're they, they do a couple like overhead shots they're in the middle of nowhere like deep wooded forest i think this scene is so well done because just like the fear and the intensity just builds up and builds up and i start just putting myself in lizzie's situation in this mm -hmm. moment like oh my gosh if i was like in you know in the middle of nowhere don't speak the language feeling like crap and just like seeing her just get overwhelmed with like pan like it was a scary scene i thought so they basically it, it is really scary i mean because the the bus driver is very angry and like some of the dialogue makes it seem like he's got external pressure like i felt like he had employer pressure to not make stops we got to make these bus trips this quick so he finally convinced her to let her off she ends up like defecating on her way out of the bus 
They get back on. She starts to feel nauseous, takes a whole bunch more of the the medication, which we think are, she requests Advil. She takes, she's like, I need more Advil, takes a handful of them. And even, even uh, Charlotte's like, whoa, yeah. that's a lot on an empty stomach. Um, and then she starts to get nauseous. And then she hurls, she pukes all over the window of the bus. Yeah. And... Not just puke, though, Frank. There are these bugs, these little bugs just crawling around Mag- everywhere. looking kind just of bugs. everywhere, all over the vomit. And she's freaking out. Um, Allison Williams' character, Charlotte's kind of freaking out. Yeah, Allison um, Williams' character is yelling, are those bugs? Those are bugs. Yeah, and then what's even worse and scary is that then uh, Lizzie starts, like, banging her head against the window of the bus and just starts, like, smacking it really, really hard. So she's losing it. She's not in a good place. Um, and the bus driver sees this. The other passengers are clearly getting concerned and kind of panic. So I believe at this point they pretty much pull over. Um, and you know, Charlotte's like, we need to get Lizzie to a doctor. Um, but they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And ultimately, her and uh, Lizzie get kicked off the bus. And they're so, just sort of like <laughs> stranded. So they, here's here's one of the in, scenes of this movie that kind of like confused me, right? Because they're like, pull over the bus. We have to get off the bus. They get off the bus, so does the pers- the translator friend. And everybody's giving them water. These bus riders are so nice. At this point, I was thinking, if I am on a bus and some woman is throwing up maggots when there is some sort of Ebola virus south of our town, and I'm on there with baby Frankie, I will throw this woman off the bus. Mm. This woman is not getting back on the bus. Either Frankie and I are getting off the bus, and this or this woman is getting off the bus. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they get outside, and he's like, okay, there's a small town up there. They'll have a pharmacy or a doctor. Just go this way. And Allison Williams is like, okay. And then the bus driver's no, she's like, like F- no, she's like, F you, like, you can't leave us here. Well, no, she like, says that, she says that to the translator guy. She's like, okay. And then the bus driver goes, we're leaving. And then she starts screaming at him. And I'm like, when you got off the bus for the second time, weren't you asking to be left? Maybe I was she so thought, confused. Maybe she like, thought they'd get dropped off. Or maybe she, <laughs> you know, know what? No, she gets upset because then the bus driver, when the bus driver throws her bags off the bus, maybe yeah. she thought they were just getting off to get some air, just like kind of recover. Yeah. But I guess like the finality of like the bags being thrown off, it's like, oh, She's wow. Like, what we're really are get- you doing? And I'm yeah. like, you asked so to get off the bus pool. twice. Yeah. Like, what do you, what So do you this mean? scene's also pretty horrifying, I think, too. So, so then bus they leave, stumble along the road. And Lizzie's just in bad, bad shape. And then you start to see on her arms just, like, things crawling. You see, like, the outline of bugs, like, underneath her skin just crawling up and down. And she's obviously just freaking out and beside herself. She's like, what's happening to me? And then when Charlotte is just kind of – Charlotte's sort of, like, watching. And then Lizzie pukes again, Mm -hmm. sees bugs. More bugs. Mm -hmm. Then the bugs – physically come out of her forearm yeah like they like bloodily burst through her arm and crawl up to her hand and then allison williams is like they're in your hand they're coming from your hand all this focus on her hand so and then all of a sudden just like the way her tone changes she's like (laughs) so charlotte whips out this hatchet and is like she's like we know what you gotta do like oh okay this is what you're suggesting so this is what you're up to and this is again the part that was in the trailer so i was like all right i knew that this was kind of her plan all along 
Charlotte's plan to kind of sabotage. <laughs> so, by mind at that point, I'm like, okay, honestly, there's this. She's got the virus because at this point, I still think it's a virus movie. Yeah. I'm like, she's got the virus. Probably not a bad idea. Right. Cut off that because <laughs> Lizzie's like, well, we hooked up, so Charlotte, you're probably sick too. And mm-hmm. Charlotte's like, so insistent. No, no, I'm fine. At this point, I'm like, Charlotte's sick. So yeah. Charlotte's gonna die. Sure. Right. So it, you still think it's like a virus movie, but then. You pretty much the the camera pans away from Lizzie. You hear her um, like hack at her hand onto a rock, and then all of a sudden the, the rewind. film rewinds, and Which, we're looking at like a different character's perspective. Then rewind, running all the way back, back to I guess the morning after the, they hook the night up. they're hooking up. Yeah. It's the so after. a quick question, and this this is to all the people that have seen this movie out there. Did the rewind remind you of another movie? There's a, there's another, and I don't want to spoil it for people because it happens at the end of this movie, but there's a very famous, was hugely popular foreign language movie that be that got American remade that has a rewind in it. I don't know what is it. You don't know what it is? I'm not going to say. Not the top of my head. I'm, I'm not going to say. If, you would remember it if you saw it. Okay. But it's a different re- rewind because in that rewind, it actually enables the character to go like change the story. Like, oh, that didn't work. All of a sudden, the movie rewinds. They do something this this. Oh, wasn't that different. the Adam Sandler movie Click? <laughs> that is the exact plot you just said of Cliff. No, where he can like rewind his life. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and, like, but re- he fa- he mostly fast forwards and oh, then does he? ends up fast forwarding uh, through great things. But anyway, back to the future. Point is, it immediately re- reminded me of this very famous movie. If you're listening to this podcast and you know what movie I'm talking about. Go ahead and throw it in the comments, and uh, but I'm not gonna ruin it on here for anybody that hasn't. So seen just it. ruin it on Instagram for yeah, everyone else. Yeah, Okay, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so then all of a sudden though, the movie rewinds and then we start back at the morning in the hotel room where Lizzie's really sick and she's like, "Oh, I need something." And we find out that Allison Williams is not giving her buddy ibuprofen or yeah. Advil. It's actually these. Um, like hallucinogenic, I guess if you take a lot of them, they make you hallucinate. I guess they were used to treat her mom. It sounded like they it's were like a, anti-psychosis medicine for yeah. her mother because they start to voice over people talking about her mother's illness, like, which we later found out. I didn't like. I didn't put this together. She left the academy and was home with her mother for ten years while she died. Yeah, that is brutal. But anyway, they zoom in on the bottle that it is, and it has warnings. Warnings will cause nausea and hallucination if you mix mix with alcohol exacerbated by alcohol oh right because lizzie does take the pills with um like some shots she'd be sure to give them which so okay so at this point so seeing that now you realize that charlotte has done this intentionally yeah which takes us back to what should have been a more obvious revelation for me is like oh this is a guilt driven she took her place as the prodigy of anton uh she's gonna take her hand off because you can't play cello without both hands you got it one thing at this point in the movie i was kind of like Allison Williams' character gets exactly the response out of this hallucinogenic, this anti-psychosis medicine, as she hoped for. Like, best possible situation. Because it's usually like side effects maybe. These are like side effects will be. I mean, granted, she took nine of them over the course of the morning. But still, like, my understanding of hallucinogens and, like, how this works. So immediately when she was scratching the bugs on her arm, I was like, I was like, I've seen Intervention. 
that's what people on meth do, right? Mm. But she's like, she very specifically plants this hallucination of like bugs, and then she suggests it when she when she pukes, which is which works so much for the horror elements of the movie is that we're seeing what the hallucination is supposed to be. Yeah, we're not seeing reality, and nobody else in the bus speaks English, so there's so no one like know. to go. What are you talking Isn't about? There's so no bugs. well done, and that's yeah. why I love these rewinds because there's a few more. But I love that because then you look at what you thought was the case differently. Yeah. And you approach it in a different way now. So now thinking about Charlotte getting on that bus and looking around and be like, "Oh hell yeah, none of these people <laughs> this speak English out so well." But yeah, so she's able to give her a very specific hallucination that like facilitates her mission, which works because uh, it but I'm ultimately like, yeah, it's a little... it only gets Lizzie to chop off her hand, and that yeah. was her end game. At least that's what we think her end goal was, rather yeah. at that point. So so um, don't we get a cut from there straight to the academy? So then we fast forward a few, uh, I don't know, maybe a few days or so. It says a few um, weeks, I think. And and uh, yeah, so we're back at the academy, and the young, this like new young prodigy from Shanghai is getting a tour of the uh, music school, and her mom drops her off. The mom leaves, and then we see Lizzie's character come back. Somehow she makes her way back, missing a hand, mm-hmm. and she's pretty much, hey, like you know, they're like, where have you been for the past like few weeks or so? And she's like, well, this is what happened. Charlotte is insane. They found she, me on the side of the road, but with like a tourniquet. Um, and, uh, yeah, so here I am, but like, you know, I'm still a value. I'm still useful. And pretty much Anton's like, eh, no. And his wife slash significant other is like, this is not a convalescent home. So it's at this point in the movie that we kind of learn more about the back off Academy, which it appears to be Anton and his wife's significant other. I think her name's Paluma, uh, Mm -hmm. his wife. And they have had this academy for years. It's hit back office, his name. His father and grandfather came yeah, through here. Went through the family. We meet, uh, we don't, I, I say we meet because it's almost like a character later. The chapel, this room that is acoustically perfect, that if you achieve, da da da, the perfection. When they, by the way, any movie that drops the title <laughs> into like regular conversation. Really? Ugh. Really fan of urban legend? Did they the, use that once? The, really? Did they use you don't that think at they all mentioned the urban <laughs> you don't think they mentioned urban legend? When done correctly and <laughs> properly, then I can let it slide. Yeah. No, but yeah, so we, we find out about this chapel where only like the select you know, few slash the best um, players go to train and to perform. Well, they get to perform there once they've achieved perfection. And we also meet the other, um, there's two other teachers, these two other male teachers yeah. that work at the academy. Who, like, I don't remember their names. They're, like, almost the same dude. They're both, they both have, like, Nondescript old white, white dude. They, I don't think they speak a word of dialogue the entire movie, but Very when creepy little. shit happens, they are super yeah. there. So, yeah, that's true. We find out about the chapel. And then pretty much that they're like, Lizzie, you're done. But, like, you see this need for Lizzie to stay. Like, she's so attached to this place. And she pretty much says, I have nowhere else to go. So, at this point, I'm just thinking, this is, you know, she's been training since she was a kid. Yeah. This is all she does know. Maybe I mean, she- they, they tell her, we've set up an apartment for you. It's right yeah. by the, you know, whatever, music, whatever. You can go there. But, like, this is her whole life. It's so, not, like, this I is mean, all she was on a stardom track. This is all she's done. So, like, yeah, this is a huge change in shock. And, like, she's not going to obviously take it well. But they pretty much kick her out. Yeah. So she then kind of takes matters into her own hand um, and leaves. And then pretty much is going to track down Charlotte. And that's why at this point I'm like... Oh, is this like a revenge movie now? Like, is, yep. she, is this like Kill Bill, where Absolutely. she's just going to like the get thought. back at the person who is the villain, who's Charlotte? 
all right, so then we get to this, like, kind of sort of like home invasion y kind of scene yeah. where Allison Williams is just like, you know, she comes armed with a taser. She got her, she's got her nub Lizzie in a sneaks. sling. Oh, yeah. She uses her actual hand and, like, yeah, tases um, Charlotte. And then boots on her face. And I'm like, right. oh, she's going to crush her heel into Allison yeah. Williams' face. So at this point, <laughs> they cut that, again. Then we're back at the academy, and you know Anton and Paloma are pulling up to the gate, and we see Lizzie outside the front with a car and the trunk, yeah. and she's like, "Hey, by the way, uh, oh my gosh, this is just like urban or not urban legend. This is just like uh, <laughs> I know you did last summer. <laughs> Open the trunk, and guess who's yeah. in there? No crabs, but it's freaking Charlotte." Lizzie gets to the academy and was like, "Are you gonna let me back in?" Flips open the trunk and is like, boom, I got a body. And then she goes, now you're going to let me back in. Which I remember being like, wait, he kicks you out of the house because you're going to distract him from his yeah. other students. And then you bring back a kidnapper and he's like, well, of course I'm going to let you in. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just ridiculous. Yeah. So they get into the house and they make it clear that like Anton has separated Charlotte from Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And Anton is talking to Lizzie or is talking to Charlotte in a room and it's like, what did you really cut off her hand? Like, why would you do that? Like, what yeah. are you thinking? And she divulges her agenda, which and it is kind of clear that throughout this movie, there's a bunch of flashbacks. Some of them are uh, Allison Williams getting like electroshock therapy to her brain. Yeah. And then some are these like these clips back to her being at the academy and being really young and trying to for her first time to do a dress rehearsal in the perfect acoustic chapel and she messes up and getting berated and then these this sort of sinister kind of um sketchy like uh talk that Anton has a bat. Well, you know what happens like when you don't do well or yeah, when you, you make mistakes. You pay the price. Yeah. She, he makes him like recite back her words to him. And then it becomes very clear. It's either here or shortly thereafter through fast flashbacks that if you screw up in the chapel, uh, you get raped. You get molested. And it's yeah. very clear that this happened to Anton. This happened to. No, this happened to. Um, did it happen to Anton? Oh, it, well, it happened to Anton too. Because I, so, oh to, right yeah sorry sorry, sorry. So, yeah it happened all it that. happens sorry, to sorry. Charlotte but it also ha- he says yeah. it happened to me and this is the punishment that the two nondescript white bearded guys did so it sounds like there's a generational child molestation yeah. at the back off academy and it's this warped messed up thinking that you know um, these th- this punishment will yeah. somehow help you achieve the perfection and, Which, and be this like all star player and it's supposed to then somehow lead to enlightenment there's like this weird yeah it's, stupid it's, connection. it's so um it's been the recipe for success at the back off academy you know out of fear they perform one wonderfully so anyway we we get the feeling through flashbacks that this is what has happened to allison williams and has also probably happened to lizzie because lizzie is far enough along that she's got branded with a quarter note just as allison williams did um which which seems to be part of whatever anton does and she's like i'm here to take you down i'm here to like i'm gonna set this straight or whatever so they beat her up they tie her up this is all i also thought was ridiculous she wakes up on the stage in the chapel (laughs) in like a ballroom gown but we see like we see her ankles are are chained to uh the chair she's in anton's in a tux lizzie's at the bar like pouring a drink and they're like here's what's up and this is where i'm like 
when did this guy go from being like a child molester to like a torture enthusiast? I mean, I guess if you're a child molester, you're into torturing people to some extent. Yeah, well, like, I think he also knew that in order to get her to perform, they would yeah. have to somehow, you know, constrict her. This is I the mean, po- otherwise she would have run away or something. This is the to. point in the movie where people start doing things that like, uh, it just took me a little too much to believe, right? Because he's like, here's the deal. If you play the perfection, you get to leave. If you don't, I'm going to rape the new girl. You're like, whoa. He's like, you won't pay the price. She will. And Alison Williams is like, no, no, no. Like, let me do it. Let, like molest me and I'm like oh my god well, yeah, why is this know, happening he knows that that's the way to get her to play because he doesn't want she doesn't want him to inflict the same you know torture and whatnot on other young girls so that's like the drive yeah, and that then she they, has to play they bring the new student in he's got her hand on his hand on her shoulder and I'm just like Oh, this yeah, it's, is it's so a really disturbing terrible. scene. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough to kind of just stomach all that, but you see Allison Williams, so she agrees, or Charlotte agrees to play, um, and she like you know as someone who shreds does, as someone who doesn't <laughs> know anything about you know cello playing, she seems to do a very fine job. Yeah, until um, one point where it was clear she hits a wrong note. But then you know, Paloma looks at Anton. The two nondescript white bearded guys they look all at Anton. Kind of nod. They're like, mm, she that little up. girl that she we all think per- is about to get molested sits there having no idea. But eventually, the little girls escort out, which is mm. good. So nothing happens. And there. Anton goes, "Do you really think I was going to make her do that?" Be like, "I don't know. You've chained me to a chair after you molested generations of children. You're here. not one. I don't to think anything is out sort of outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah, your word doesn't go very you far, asshole. So." <laughs> Anyway, at that point, um, pretty much there's this agreement that, you know what, she needs to pay the price because she didn't, you know, play perfectly. Um, And Lizzie goes to prepare some drinks for um, the two guys, the other instructors, and serves them drinks. And then as she sees that um, Anton is about to, you know, um, take advantage of uh, Charlotte, Lizzie's like, I want the honor of doing this. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, oh my gosh, like she's so deranged. Like I know she's trying to get back at Charlotte, but this is really, really cruel and messed up. But she pretty much wants to, um, like use her Have honors. Like, yeah. Go first. Before that, though, the stage becomes a torture chamber. Like straps come out of the walls. The chair like mutates, like to make her sit there, like as vulnerable as you can yeah. be yes yeah, lizzie so at, gets ready to do it but then there's kind of a pause and then you see the two sidekicks just kind of like collapse yeah and you're like huh that's interesting like what happened there and then we have a flash another rewind yeah back to the house in minnesota uh yeah so it's right when lizzie this is, is about to stomp it's right when lizzie's about to stomp on um charlotte's face and then pretty much there's this moment where Lizzie and Charlotte talk and they're like, or Lizzie's like, you know what? I really should like beat you down and beat you up. But you were right about like warning me. So, you know, and that was like so dumb because she's like, man, really sucks. You hacked off my limb. But you're right. I never would have listened to you. Total. Bu- I'm calling bullshit on that. So like her, she... Because the whole time you're thinking, there's got to be an easier way to, like, grab this woman who you slept with and be like, 
hey, we've both been molested and abused and we are victims and we don't we need to take away the power from this person, right? But no, she goes right to lobbing her hand off and then later, like after a few yeah. punches and tasers later, Lizzie's like, yeah, you're right. Lobbing the hand off was the way to go. I mean, it was a, an extreme, extreme way of getting her point across, but it seems like it worked. I mean, yeah, is it realistic? Probably not, but... So little of this movie is. But so. seeing how um sort of brainwashed Lizzie was though into thinking that Anton was her everything and her protector and her guide and this and that like maybe in this case yeah like Charlotte was like I need to use the most extreme measures possible again which is so outlandish <laughs> I, but it's almost it like I agree with what happened that she would not have found her way out but for having being disabled but no character in the history of film or really life has ever been that self-aware to be like, yeah, you needed to lob my hand off to convince me that we were in danger. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a sweeping statement. I'll yeah. have to get back to you on that. But, um, um, but yeah, yeah so, so she's, she's like, let's team up. Let's so take pretty much there's this, yeah, this plan that they've got to take down Anton and prevent him from doing this to other girls. And they realize that, yeah, like we're on the same page about this now. Um, Come so back, now, we get... So now I'm just like, oh my gosh, this movie's changing again. <laughs> so it's just like another sort of rebirth of, you know, what I thought this movie was. That's why, again, it's just like, just when I think I have it figured out, it like morphs into something different. So yeah. we find out that the whole scene at the end then, when Lizzie's making the drinks for the two instructors, she's actually drugging them, they get knocked out, they take down Paloma, and then there's this like long... <laughs> pretty much just like fight scene mm-hmm. between Lizzie, Charlotte and Anton. Um, Oh, the part when Charlotte's arm just, yeah. Like so they've got like, there's a handful of kitchen bro. knives involved in this fight and they're stabbing each other and they're like waking up and re-stabbing each other. And, uh, Anton gets on top of, uh, Charlotte who throws up like a crossed forearm move and he just buries one of these knives it's into her arm so and drags it from like wrist graphic. to elbow just it's so gross that it's like so, that so scene gross. reminded me like yeah this is a horror movie this can go on horror on the rocks right? like it gets gruesome yeah um, but then but, but then anton he though is like wax well, her with a as as anton's getting charlotte lizzie from behind comes with the the one-two punch yeah, but, but Anton, though, is like, oh, you know, I, I'm sorry, like, I'm sick, yada, yada. Uh, like, he tries to beg his way Yeah, out. and they're like, like, no, not having it. Like, we're getting our vengeance right now. Yeah. And they just, like, go to town on him. So, yeah, it's Lizzie that just, like, hacks at him. And uh, at the final scene, so the yeah. final scene is, you know, we have Lizzie and Charlotte each missing, you know, um, well, yeah. like you said, Lizzie's missing Lizzie, her hand, Lizzie Charlotte's is missing down her what arm. would be the bow arm? No. Lizzie is missing what would be Lizzie's the fretboard arm, and Charlotte is what is missing the bow arm, or vice versa. We'll, we'll figure that so out. So anyway, point yeah. is they're in the chapel, and so is Anton missing without legs, all of his limbs, without arms. Yeah, with his mouth and eyes sewn shut on an IV. Yeah, watching the two of them play one cello because they each only have one arm but they're so they like sit next to each other fused together they came together as one in that moment it immediately reminded me of that crazy TLC story about those two girls that is basically two heads on one body do you know what I'm oh. talking about but they could do they could do things like that they could play piano uh-huh. and they could hit a baseball they could drive a car even though yeah. each of them only had agency over half the body I, yeah. I, I, my mind immediately went to because you know one of them's bowing and 
one of them is doing the fretboard. I think some people are going to think that last scene is corny or just kind of ridiculous. I thought it was a really cool scene, though, kind of seeing the two of them. It was crazy like, than anything combined, in combined, I'll say that. <laughs> like, combined forces come together, unified as one. Like, obviously both damaged and scarred from what they've been to, through, but, like, almost, like, stronger in a way together. I don't know. I thought it was a really hey. cool cool message and a cool image okay. to, to end on. Hang with me here, though. Yeah. A bizarre and wild ride, for sure. It was fun to watch. But why? Why what? Why cut her hand off and not call the police? You have evidence. You've been raped. Certainly you can get a hold of these other girls that have been molested. And you all can... Uh, okay, maybe this. Maybe I think it's, it's uh, assuming it's so easy though. Yeah, too. I that's think, true. I think also well, it's certainly easier than chopping someone's hand off and then torturing that person. Yeah, I think she had to get Lizzie to chop off her hand though, so she would come around. Otherwise, okay. I think Charlotte was just afraid. And maybe this is because she's a little, you know, she wasn't thinking completely once, clearly. Once but Lizzie's on board. Why decide to torture Anton? Because why? It's so why? much more satisfying. They, they effectively, yeah, it's more it's satisfying. So much more, and for the viewer to yeah. watch. It. Do you really want to see this end in a courtroom trial? Yeah, no, it's a movie. Let's remember that. You All know? right, fair so, enough. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just it, it, it's a wild movie, and but I think it's just such an unexpected ending. And mm-hmm. I think the 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 movie just again goes in directions and takes turns. And, and there's twists that I did not foresee. I thought I had this movie figured out again. Like, oh, yeah. this is Black Swan. Nope. This is a, a virus movie. Nope. This is like a revenge, like Kill Bill. You know, Lizzie getting revenge just on uh, Charlotte. Nope. So that's why I, I really enjoyed, given that all that's out there now and we having seen so many things, it's hard to be surprised, I think, now. Yeah. So I give this movie credit for surprising me in that I'll give way. you that I'll give you that I overall I enjoyed it like if we're doing yeah. the question so did you enjoy it and was it scary well would you recommend it and is it scary I, I enjoyed it I did yeah. enjoy watching it but I I enjoyed Valentine like <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. uh, would I recommend it I would say yeah although if you've if you listen to this podcast like all the all the you're gonna be watching for the things that surprise you when you watch it not knowing anything yeah. um was it scary it has scenes that are genuinely scary yeah. The the scene in the bus is ang- is as anxiety inducing as a- any kind of scene like that I've thinking where someone is is having an internal problem and, and no one's cooperating or, or you know especially when I'm in when me personally I'm in the virus movie mode. Yeah. That was great. It has some scenes that are scary and I would recommend seeing it. Is it did you like this more than Bird Box? If we're going to compare Netflix original content. Oh did my you like gosh, this more than Bird Box? yeah. Oh, I liked Bird Box more. No. Oh, yeah. Looking back, I think this was far, far better. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did I like Bird Box? I'm trying to remember <laughs> what I thought of it. Yeah, fact check Joe's review of Bird Box. Bird Box was fine. Yeah. Um, I thought this was the scarier, better, more surprising movie of the two. The I, I would agree with you. that This movie has definitely got more surprises in it. I just kind of like... Uh, I like the scenario they created in Bird Box, but never mind. Mm-hmm. The the other thing I thought about this movie was... I don't know if it was Al, Allison Williams or her agent or whatever, but like she's pretty freshly coming off the success of Get Out within the past couple years in which she kind of plays this... First, she seems good, and then she's very bad character and i kind of felt like this was an effort to like let's real quick get her into another role that's very similar to that did you feel that way like were you feeling like this feels her evilness at at certain points in the movie right because your opinion over changes vastly over the movie but at certain points it seems kind of like her character in get out 
similar. I actually saw an interview with her where she talked about how going in with that preconceived notion about her was helpful in a way. Really? Because then you're even more surprised when you're like, oh, she's not who I thought. Like, she's <laughs> not just this, you know, bad character that's just plot. Like, there's actually, you know, other yeah. sides. Of her. So, yeah, I mean, I... There's certainly some overlap there, yeah. but um, I think she maybe she's like found her like niche. Like this yeah. isn't really although juicy, it's, it's good, not going to work because well. she's supposed to be disarming and then scary, right? Yeah. If she's always disarming and scary, she's going to be scary. Always. I mean, she can't always do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Like the but no, I I guess like all the in all, will be off eventually. This movie for me defies our questions of was it scary and would you recommend it? Like I would say yes to both of those, but it was like I didn't love it. There was a parts of it I loved. Yeah. It. Like early on when it seems like it's going to be uh, early on when it seems like her she's a crazy jealous person. That part of the movie's fun and even the Lizzie becoming the revenge protagonist, that's fun. It's kind of just the I don't know if I really love the torture part at the end. For me, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Yes. And scary. Yes. Yeah. Um, Did you not do, like uh, consistently scary, but again, some good scares in it. Some, for sure. Some quality scary moments. Um, so for scare, have they been okay. because slash scare are they now? Um, wait, is that what it's always called? Scare are they now? Scare are they now is when you talk about it, like for an older movie oh, like about what, what they've done, done since. Yeah, yeah. Scare have they been is when we do a new movie. It's my own segment, and I can't even keep track of it. So I'm gonna, it's like a scare have they been slash scare are they up to now. Scare are they... Where are so, they up to? The whole point of the, using the word scare is to replace the word where. So if I want to say what are they up to... but Scut, you are so they... Scott, are they up to now? Joe, we talked about this. We needed to make a pun for this. It's scare are they now. It's too much pressure on the spot. Um, Who are we talking about? So Logan Browning, who plays Lizzie. So she, I mean, Allison Williams is the more big name going into this movie. I didn't recognize her from Yeah, so she's from this TV show actually on Netflix, Dear White People. It's based in a movie. She plays the main character. She was also in the movie version of Bratz, which is based on the dolls. They made a movie of Bratz? They did, and I'm... Don't know how well it did, but she was in that. But yeah, I think this was a really solid performance from her, and I could see her doing some cool the stuff. The acting is good. Allison Williams is good. The dude from Wings is good. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie's good. But um, uh, yeah, that's the perfection. So yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Um, yeah. Or maybe you don't need to, because we just spoiled everything. I think our next one will be uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Always. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, folks. Cheers. Cheers.